We are back! Yes, yet again. That's right. My brother from another mother, the master of remaster himself, Frank Jang, in the house. That's right. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> We're feeling cyberpunkish again. As you can see, I'm enhancing the punkish here. That's right. We got to represent cyberpunk. Yes, right. And uh, I, I had a lot of fun with you, brother, uh, not too long ago talking about the, the the blade runner the final cut edition that was fun mm -hmm. revisiting that so everybody watching right now uh if you want to hear our thoughts on that make sure you guys check it out but it kind of led to us doing this i mean this wasn't planned just talking about blade runner the final cut i was just like what the fuck happened to blade runner <laughs> 2049 <laughs> which is what i could have technically labeled this episode what the fuck happened to Blade Runner uh, 2049? And it's like, man, what is going on here? So is is Blade 20 Blade Runner 2049, excuse me, is it underrated? And it's just crazy because I completely, totally forgot that movie even existed. That's why this is a perfect episode for us to talk about it because I never seen the movie, Frank. I've had the 4K. <laughs> <laughs> That's how obscure yeah, this movie is to me. I've owned this. This is a beautiful steelbook, by the way. I've owned the 4K for several years. It's been on the shelf, and I completely forgot I had it. Which steelbook was like, that? Which huh? steelbook was that? Which one was that? Which like Where did you get that steelbook? Uh, a buddy in the UK got it for me. Ah, okay, so it was a UK one. That's why. Yeah. You have, what, do you, what do you have? I have the Best Buy steelbook. Oh, that one's pretty dope too, though. Yeah, actually, the best buy steel book, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, lately one? I've been kind of getting away. <laughs> yeah, yours yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yours is nice. Yeah. So. We said lately you've been getting away. Yeah, lately I've been getting away from collecting steel books because, um, for one they thing, the art. Some like some of the more recent ones, I really don't like the art. You know, the the artwork they use. Like, you know, I mean, I'm just yeah. Main talk about Best Buy. So obviously here, Best Buy is like right. The, only one the art is what makes us collect these things, really. Of course. But but I just feel like lately some of the more recent steel books, you know, the art is just not just doesn't attract me. Like like a few days ago they announced the Suicide Squad, right? And they had this artwork for the steel book from Best Buy. Yeah. I look at it like, no, <laughs> it's like really, it's like really yeah, generic. Yeah, like the original, the the, the the you know the the actual cover for the actual 4K. Yeah, is better than the steel book. So oh. so I'm trying to get away from it. And also the fact that you know these are like slightly pricier, right? Of course they're always like five ten bucks more and then yeah if you don't or they're you don't in yeah or they're hard to find remember, right and if you don't remember yeah. to order it they run out <laughs> so you have to keep like yeah keep on top of it you have to like check almost every week to see what titles are coming out on steelbook with an artwork that I actually right enough like pre-order so but anyway yeah so in addition to the steelbook 4k of course yeah i also have this is good this is the 3d version I believe, okay. I, I think the U.S. also releases. I actually got this in Canada. I think it's in here too, the 3D one. Yeah, I'm not surprised if UK has the 3D version. Yeah. But anyway, I got this from Canada because when this came out, I happened to be uh, vacationing vacay in in Vancouver, and oh. so and the day it came out, they also yeah. have street day, same street day Tuesdays. So so the day this came out was the day I I was leaving Vancouver. I, I had to drive back to Seattle and then fly back home. So yeah. at the moment. The uh, Vancouver or Richmond, actually, I was in Richmond, which is next to the airport. The moment that Best Buy opened, I dashed in and bought this film. About oh, okay. 
There you go. Nice. How how was it in 3D? I don't have a 3D oh, TV amazing. player. Amazing. It's really I mean, good. I, I, saw this in, I saw this in 3D IMAX. Oh, yeah. how was that? It was fantastic. Was it insane? <laughs> it was insane. It is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it. Is Blade Runner 2049 underrated? We're going to make that decision by the end of this episode, but let's just let's get into it a little bit. So plot synopsis. So first, this movie came out uh, in 2017. And it, uh, the plot synopsis is you have a young Blade Runner's K discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down former Blade Runner, Rick Deckard, who's been missing for 30 years. Frank, I'm going to let you say the director's name. <laughs> Denise Villeneuve. Yes. There. <laughs> yes. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this movie won actually two Oscars, I believe, oh, yeah. for cinematography and visuals. I'm not surprised at all. Finally, too, for Roger Deakins. Finally, I mean, like that guy. When when this film got nominated, he has been nominated for like 21 times. Oh my God, 21 Never times! Got it. Never won it. Wow! This, this film finally did it. Wow! Yeah. I'm surprised, uh, Denny, who's doing Dune, by the way. I'm surprised Roger Deakins is not a part of Dune. I'm actually yeah. surprised because unless I, unless I missed it, but I was looking at IMDb, I didn't see his name. I mean, Dune still looks good visually from the trailers, but I was like, you think they would stick together? Because um, in Prisoners, man, that's just a straight up thriller, and that movie looked amazing. Right, <laughs> you and then, know. And then they did Sicario. I think Sicario. Yeah, right? Sicario, Sicario, another amazing. Yeah, but but he didn't do Arrival, did he? I don't think he did Arrival. Yeah. Oh, that I'm not sure. I know Denny directed it, but I'm not sure if he did some right. part of it. I'm not 100% sure that the, uh, Roger did the cinematography of, um, on Arrival. But, you know, it could right. be anything scheduling. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff. But, wow, I did not know he was nominated for, like, over 21 times. That's insane. Oh, yeah. here. Wow. Mm -hmm. So we have Harrison Ford as uh, Rick Deckard. Why did my Harrison Ford, Ford turn into Billy Bob Thornton from uh, <laughs> what you call it? <laughs> What's the name of that movie? Damn it. I like French fried potatoes. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. Horrible impressionist, as <laughs> usual. Uh, Ryan Gosling as K. Anna de Armas as Joy. Oh, Dave Batista as Sapper Morton. You got Robin uh, Wright here as Lieutenant Joshi or Joshi. And who else we have here? This is a huge cast here. Jared Leto as Neander Wallace. And, uh, yeah, we got some special, special cam. Well, one of them is a CGI cameo, and the other one is a real cameo. We have Edward mm -hmm. James Olmos makes a little peek in here as Gaff. So, uh, first impression, since this is my first time seeing it, literally today, <laughs> I saw it today, <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'll give my impression, but since you saw it in the theater, what did you did you have high expectations because of your love for the first movie? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, very high expectation. The trailer looks great, visual look great. Um, so I I really have you know pretty high expectation that this film is gonna you know at least be as good as the first one, if not better. You know I I you know because I've by then I already seen arrive you know arrival, so so I kind of. You know, I knew Denise is no, you know, hack, right? I mean, right. You know, he, I think he's the right man for the job. So, 
and I also knew from Arrival that this film is going to be probing, you know, like 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 it's kind of like an art artsy kind of you know sci-fi film right. like Arrival, you know. Yeah. So so that was kind of like my expectation, and and it really met my expectation. Oh, with nice. Few, yeah, with a few you know few caveats. We'll okay. Go over later. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, but but. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed the the moment the film started. I I, I felt that you know we had we you know um, this was being you know the story was being told very um, confidently by him. The visuals are fantastic. Like I said, I saw it in three D, so the three D is just amazing. And, yeah, um, and the sound and everything. And um, I think the one I mean that is something. I mean, like it's something that I expected anyway from what uh, before watching it. But I like the fact that. You know, this is this was not a rehash of the first film. This is really an extension, a continuation of the story, and yeah. that makes a sequel. Really, I mean, look at Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Godfather Two, and like recently, what what films that's like that? That's good as a sequel. Can't think of any. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> it's very know, rare. Well, very rare, right? It's very yeah. rare to have sequels where is is good or sometimes better than the original because of right. the fact that it is not a rehash. It, Continues the story. It expands on the theme that was brought out in the first film, and this was what I liked the most about this sequel. This sequel touches on the themes that were explored in the first film, and then it expanded it so much more. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, uh, just kind of give us a little brief plot synopsis. What exactly has happened with the whole blackout and all that? What's going on now with the you know Tyler's gone under the uh, the corporation? So, what's going on right now? So the blackout basically wiped out most of the records of the replicants. And so when Kay discover this box, you know, well, let's let's go back to the opening for well, he opening sure. he's, he's retiring an old older version of the replicant played by Dave Batista, who is fantastic. I mean, you know, he was that good. one scene. Yeah. Fucking fantastic, you know. Yeah. I think he got better and better in every movie that he made, something you know, like every time he made a new movie he gets better and better. Yeah. But he was fantastic in this film. Yeah. So anyway, so Kay was assigned to retire the older generations of replicants because they felt that they were still could be a threat, right? Right. Could they could rebel or what have you. Right. And so and uh I mean, later of course we found there's this underground movement too. But anyway, so after he retired Dave Batista's a replicant. He found this box underneath the tree with bones in it. Right. And so, and then, and also, there's a birthday mark on the tree. Mm-hmm. So he took the box back to the police headquarters to have them examined. And it turns out it was the bones of a dead child. Right. It was, right. It was right. A dead child, mm-hmm. uh, which implies that somehow replicants are now being able to reproduce. What? <laughs> well, I don't know what. <laughs> so again, like I said, this was an expansion on right. the in, in the first film. You know, right? The first film, Did I say the corporation right? I may have. This uh, right well, name? it became the Wallace Corporation now. Tyrell, right? I mean, Tyrell. I said Tyler. <laughs> Tyrell. <laughs> so, okay. Tyrell went bankrupt or what have you. And this Wallace is why you're here, Frank. <laughs> to correct me, right. I'm always botching names and stuff. Right. Uh, so anyway, so yeah. Um, and then, you know, further complicating matter was the fact that, uh, you know, he, he when Kay went back, after he analyzed the box, realized that's a dead child, possibly from a replicant, he yeah. went back and saw the date carved into the trunk, and he recognized it from his own memory, you know, his memory of a wooden toy horse. Right. Now, 
from the outset, we already knew he's a replicant. He he himself knew he's a replicant, unlike yeah. Decker, for instance, right? Decker in the ambiguity there. We'll talk about the ambiguity of Decker right. later. But but here, from the outset, we knew right away. He he knew he's a replicant. Everybody knew he's a replicant. Mm-hmm. And his job is just to retire old replicants. So anyway, right. but now now seeing this birthday uh, that triggered his memory now because replicant memories are artificial. Um, you know, from his holographic girlfriend, uh, Joy, played by right. um, Anna Di Pumas, or whatever her name is. Right. And she's fantastic. This is like really yeah. a big breakout role, you know. Everyone's yeah. uh, favorite AI uh, hologram person. Mm-hmm. I think everyone would want her in their house. Don't yeah. you agree? And that book that she's holding, <laughs> The Pale Fire, that was actually a reference to the interlink test that um, Kay oh. The, the the words that K I mean yeah the words that K has to listen to sales interlink all that stuff right that's right. actually from that Nabokov book that uh, oh. Joy was holding okay so, so anyway so so her, her AI girlfriend believes that this is evidence that you know K maybe you're not a replicant you're born you're not created right right so and then he went back to the LAPD headquarters looked for the records and realized that there were twins born on that day with identical DNA. Mm-hmm. But only the boy is listed as alive. The twins was, you know, a boy and a girl. But right. Only the boy is listed as alive. So uh, he eventually tracked the, the, the trace to this orphanage in the San Diego ruins. And he found the horse in the, at, in the ruins, which further convinced him that he's not yeah. a replicant. Um, so because he recognized you know, the orphanage from the memory and found a horse and stuff. So... Um, he became began to realize that he may be Rachel's son, right? Because Rachel, by that time, we knew that has died from childbirth. That she she gave birth to the twins, and supposedly the son survived, but the girl did not. Mm-hmm. So, but now he failed the test. Remember, he you know the, he failed his uh, interlink test now. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I think it's because of the fact that you know his his memories are now triggered. So you know his. Yeah. his his inner soul has been kind of awakened. Right, right. he's a little imbalanced right. now. He's yeah, imbalanced. Now. He's <laughs> now he couldn't. He, he couldn't make the test. He couldn't pass yeah. the test, and now that makes him a rogue, a replicant. Yeah. And and you know, Joshi said, you know, you have like about forty eight hours or, or whatever uh, to, um, you know, either pass the test or he'll be retired himself. So um, so now he has to really. K has to really find out exactly. You know. Where he's from, who, who he really is, yeah, which leads him to Las Vegas. <laughs> I know. Together with his right, together with AI girlfriend Joy, and he found none other than none other than Deckard. Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, and Deckard told him that I'm the father of Rachel's child. Right. But the birth records were scrambled to protect the child's identity. Right. Uh, so it was not because of the blackout. Even though the mm-hmm. blackout did exist, that a lot of people DNA records they're all wiped out. But in this case, Decker said, "You know, I actually deliberately scrambled the record so I want to protect the kid because obviously the kid wouldn't have this yeah, three-year lifespan." They were getting hunted. He's they like, were getting hunted, yeah, right. yeah." So, so what he did was he said he left the child in the custody of the Republican Freedom Movement. Right. So again, further and further, further convinced K that I'm, you know, maybe I'm. I'm your son, or what have you. Yeah. At the very least, I, I'm not a replicant. Right. 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 But then Wallace, you know, assassin love started to get into the way, mm-hmm. kidnapped Deckard, destroy Joy, 
remember the last word she said was I love, which means again, like I said, that's again the further expansion of the theme. You know, not only uh, you know in the first film the replicants try to seek love, and here, right, right, you know, Denise uh, Monsieur Villeneuve actually. <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur Villeneuve actually shows us that you know maybe replicants now have feelings, right? right. I mean, because mm-hmm. by her expressing her love for Kay, you know, you know, the, again, the theme is further exploited, you know, expanded. So that maybe replicant, you know, either desires love or wants to be, you know, loved and wants to love somebody. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So but then Kay was rescued by the you know replicant freedom movement, and unfortunately, he found out from the movement's leader. That uh, the child that survived was not the son; it was actually the girl. Right. Right. So Kay now realized not only is he not Rachel's kid, but that um, the memory is all artificial. Right. Those he's, memories yeah. are the daughters. Those so are the, he's the not real. Wars, the, yeah. right. Those those memories are da- uh, is the daughters because they were implanted, you know, mm-hmm. by the designer. That, right. that girl, the Doctor Stalin, uh, yeah, the the mm-hmm. replica memory designer, right? Right. Who actually turns out to be Decker's daughter? So, I know. Right, yeah. right. So that was the one. She was the one who survived, but right. the son, who we never found out who really, really was, did not. But again, right. like I said, that confirms that K was just a replica, nothing more. So, uh, even though he was asked to um, um, kill Decker, Decker mm-hmm. got kidnapped by Love. And now he decided to um, basically fulfill Decker's uh, wish yeah. uh, of uh, reuniting with his daughter by rescuing him, rescuing him, and brings him to to the daughter's lap. Uh, yep. And you know. And scene. And sort of, sort of, and scene. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 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 So yeah, very well said. Thank you for explaining all of that. Because I'm knowing Samurai, I'm going to botch it. And then some stuff happened, and the guy flew down. He hit him <laughs> through the walls. You know, that's what would have been happened if I did it. Uh, but all right. So now, from my perspective, I hated this movie. Uh, Starship Troopers Two is better. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Frank. I always get you, Frank. Okay, that's it. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> you should know my personality by now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I really enjoyed it, man. I have, again, like you, I have my nitpicks. I, I'm interested to know what the nitpicks are. We'll get into that in a little bit. I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's the same type of nitpicks. It might be the same, actually. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed the film. I, I wish I didn't wait five billion years to watch it finally. Uh, but now is the perfect time because now we can talk, we can discuss it. It was destiny, Frank. It was destiny. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dave Batista was great. And this whole opening, this yeah. was a fight. Yeah. This was like, I'm going to slam his head up the fucking yeah. wall eight times. We're going to brawl. I enjoyed and, this fight here. And what's fascinating to me about this particular scene in the fight, Yeah. remember, Dave Batista is the first generation replicant, right? Let's let's call the old replicant the first generation. And right. And K-Off, obviously, is a new generation, well, second generation, what have you. Uh, the first generation replicant still has that superhuman capability. He puts yeah. the walls and stuff. Whereas yeah. K does not. K doesn't have superhuman capability like the first right. gen. Which, which again, like I said, is the expansion or the continuation of what, what happened in the first film. The humans wary of what is going to, you know, the fact that they don't want the replicant revolution to start again. You know, they don't want another, um, what's his name? 
uh, Rita Hauger's um, uh, a baddie. They don't want baddie. her to grow baddie. Right. right? So, right. in designing or creating these new generation of replicants like K, they, take, they took out the superhuman strength so that they wouldn't be able to fight against the human. So that to me again is, like I said, another continuation, you know, that uh, is a logical continuation of what happened from the first film. That I mean, it's... Have, right? Things have gone yeah. to the point where you know, there are some changes. You knew right away you're still in this world. You're still in right. this, you know, this LA, the 2040 LA, but things are you know, mark markedly different. And Right. And so I mean, he's still enhanced in a way. I mean, he's a lot stronger than a regular human. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's enhanced in a right. way a little bit. Right. But, but yeah, not as strong as the first generation. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I love the opening fight, and uh, like you said, like this, this was totally different from the first movie, in terms of, in, t in terms of plot. You know, mm -hmm. it expanded on the universe, like you said. And there, that's this is the scene where, uh, after he beats up Batiste here, and then he finds the box of bones underneath, mm -hmm. and then our mystery of investigation story begins. Right. You know, it's it's it was very it was really interesting, man. Now, I'm, now I, I'm glad you showed that little um, that shot there of him of the tree, because that is an obvious homage to Andrei Tarkovsky's film, um, The Sacrifice. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, there's lots of Tarkovsky homage and references in this film, and I think uh, some people are disappointed by this film because of how glacial it sometimes moves especially in the middle part right uh, but i think it has to do with the fact that uh you know uh Villeneuve is trying to really you know um i wouldn't want to say mirror but like pay respect or, or just like do something that's similar to a tarkovsky sci-fi film like sacrifice and mm. uh, you know, earlier, earlier or mirror, or even mirror right, well. right. So, but for those who are not familiar with Tarkovsky film, they might find some parts of the film are a bit slow, right, um, right. Yeah, but then, like, like that shot of the tree, and the, there's, there's lots of these visual references to. The oh, film. okay. Well, I did not know that. Well, that's interesting. Yes. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, so, what again? Uh, you mentioned their relationship. What did you think about it? I love it. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, you know, whereas in the first film, uh, the replicants sometimes act more human than than the humans. Right. Here is kind of like another example. I mean, obviously, you know, I think Ryan Gosling, by the way, was perfect casting. You know, just just you know, uh, he obviously he cannot emote too much emotion because it's replicant. But just right. the face. I mean, that sad face. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, you can just tells you how how longing he is for whether it's freedom or I, you know, being human right, or what have right. you you know and he can't touch her in this scene here he yeah can't yeah, really he, feel uh, her yet not really not until that menacha twasi <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh i was not expecting this out of nowhere i was like well all right now <laughs> okay she uh yeah. she called her by the way this oh, yeah. was not Kay's uh idea at all she called right. her and right. said, hey, let me holograph over it, and you can have fun there. Right. I mean, this is really, you know, I mean, each of them she is looked, trying to seek looked, his own desire form of connection. She looked jealous afterwards, too. I was surprised right. by that for an AI. Right. right. But like I said, in that, you know, in, 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 in that scene, the three of them, they all want to be connected, right? Mm -hmm. Kay wants to be connected with Joy. Joy wants to be connected with Kay. And you know the the, the uh, prostitute in some way obviously wanted to connect with Kay as well. So, right. You know you have this film. I mean the scene where 
the three characters have their own desire being carried out through this. I mean, you can say kind of superficially kinky, but it's really tender. It's a tender sex scene. It's yeah. really tender. So yeah. you have, you know, you basically have a human, a replicant, and in a, in a hologram. Right, right, you know? right. And to me, that's yeah. actually one of the best scenes in the film. And also, I mean, in addition to the earlier scene where, like you said, they're in the rain, he tried to caress her. You know, of right. course, he couldn't really touch her at that time, you know. So, yeah. Which led to obviously the 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 scene with the prostitute right 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 uh uh, like i said again that's another expansion on the theme that was touched upon in in the first film right yeah that's right you're right uh but again i agree with you on the visuals man it's like ridiculous so now you know i i failed i didn't see this in theater when it came out i'm sure it would have been even a cooler experience to see it on the big screen or even like you said 3d but at least my first chance of of seeing it, my first shot of seeing it at least was in 4K. You know what I mean? So the visuals on 4K picture are nuts. So at least I still was able to appreciate the cinematography in this is insane. Mm-hmm. This is insane, man. And this is just a pixelated GIF I'm showing right now. <laughs> this does not do any GIFs I show for this movie does not do it justice. Yep. I mean, but the picture it's, is, is breathtaking, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, look at this. I mean, the design. The, the you know, oh, 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 I'm glad that you mentioned this because I forgot to show you. Well, that's actually, I want, I'm planning to show you Ooh, this book. Swag. If you really like the visuals in this book. Uh-huh. You owe yourself to getting this book. The All art right. and soul. Let me, let me blow it up. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Art and soul. A Blade Runner 2049. Oh, it's like a nice. coffee table book. I don't think it's very expensive right now. I think you can probably get it for like maybe around forty bucks. Nice, nice. Yeah, there's tons of beautiful, like gorgeous pictures. Look at this. Oh wow! You know? Yeah, Look at that. Yeah, it's hard for me to flip them because it's so. I heavy. know the book's so huge. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, but yeah, def- I highly recommend. Okay. Highly recommend this book. So nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, there's several books made of other film. I think this is the best one. So, right, right. Yeah, there's even there's even a book that there's just a whole storyboard of the film. Denise did a storyboard. For oh, the okay, so, all right. But yeah, it's one of the huge positives of this film is the visuals and the cinematography, obviously. But an- another huge positive for me was it felt within the same world, exactly. except it expanded and you saw new, you saw new areas. Exactly. But it was like you could literally go from the first movie right into this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Why, and yeah, that's another great thing about this film because you, you can you, there's no need to reinvent the world. You know, there's no mm-hmm. need. He just need to expand on it. He can just use the world that was created in in Ridley Scott's film, right? Just expand it and then delve, delve even deeper into that world. You know, right. and all the concerns suggested by the earlier film, like we mentioned about you know, the desire to be human, the the need for love and stuff. You know, yeah. And I mean, I mean, but of course, the human android relationships. You know, um, you know how how right. You know, you know how he, in in many ways. Um, the replicants here are more slave than the sl- than than in the first film. If you think about it, you know, Joy is really just a sex toy, right? Right. And right. The, the the prostitute character. I mean, the prostitute is not replicant, of course. But what I'm saying is, like in this film, women tend to be, you know, treated in a, as a more like a lower class. You know. Right. Right. The, the treatment of women in in this film was really pretty pretty bad. You know. What's uh What's uh, Jared Little's character's name again? Which one? Jared Little. Jared Little. What's his character's name again? It's Jared um, Little? Lux? Jared Jared Little. Wait, oh Jared Little. Wallace. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Wallace. I mean remember Wallace. 
and when when um when he took he, the technology right from exactly, the previous he took company the technology enhanced the point, it but he kind of put them back to being slaves again yes and also right? remember that, that pretty shocking scene when he he had this replicant born literally right in front of him yeah and then kill her right on the spot he's almost like you know i'm like he's more god than Tyrell, you know Tyrell. Yeah. Like, like basically, he's implying that you know I can create you, but also right. I can create I can create your life, but I can also take your life just like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a new angel. <laughs> <laughs> lots of biblical, I'm, lots of biblical references in this film, man. Yeah, yeah he did have a, uh, a, a, a. He was a <laughs> he was a cyberpunk Jesus. I know. In yeah. a way, in this movie. Um, but yeah, that would, that tripped me out. He just created a new replica and just said, eh, I'm done with it and killed her mm -hmm. and walked off. All right. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> but he, you know, he, he supposedly what he's doing is for the greater good, right? Because famine was in, involved, you know, right. after the blackout, things went really, went really bad. Mm -hmm. So he, with his technology and enhancing and you know, and the the old school replica design, and enhancing them, and making sure these new replicas replicants are you know they just obey. That's it. You know what I mean? Right. His technology's kind of helped out with the famine problem a little bit, and little bit. So, yeah, it's kind of like you know he. It seems like he's doing the you know doing things for the greater good, but what you find out later is he's just like you know we need to take shit over. You know, <laughs> like we need to you know multiply. Right, you know our yeah, angelic army. Out, right, when he finds out that Rachel was able take to take over Eden. Exactly, when in Eden again another biblical reference. So like yeah. when he finds out that Rachel was able to reproduce, he he wants to know why because he felt he felt um, inferior now. You know what I mean? Yeah, he felt inferior to the replicants. You know because like in in this way replicants kind of like one one up him, right? By being able to reproduce because that's not something that they they created there's not, that's not a technology that they created all they did was to be being able to create replicants you know but not allow you know not the fact that replicants themselves can can reproduce he brought something really interesting when he was talking to decker and we'll get we'll get to that in a second i want to know your theory on that uh but yeah let's go back to this really quick so here's a shot of uh of course you know wallace's place mm -hmm. there Right, and where uh, Kay's doing his investigation and going, kind of going on a tour here with Replicant Bitch. Uh, right. That's what Love. we're going to call her. <laughs> Love said by Sophia Hurx. Yes, <laughs> call her Replicant think, Bitch. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think she's a German German actress. I, <laughs> I mean the character. I'm just calling. The character. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and you know we're going where he's going on his investigation and stuff like that. And and uh, like I was saying earlier, we did get a little cameo from uh, oh, yes. our boy here. Oh yeah, Gaff. Because he Edward wants J. to Dumbo. know the the connection, you know, mm -hmm. between him and uh, Decker. Mm -hmm. And I love the line he says in there. What did he say? Something about his eyes. Mm -hmm. Try to remember. He says something about Decker's eyes. I was like, oh, I see. Remember, remember last time we talked? You asked me, "Is Decker a replicant?" I told yeah. you yes, and it's because of that, that shot with the eyes. That one shot in the eye. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know he's got to do his little paper. Right, know, but we'll now this is like a—that's not a—that's oh, not a unicorn anymore. I think this is more like a sheep. Yeah, again, that's a... <laughs> and again, no, that's another biblical reference: sheep, right? Right, right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was cool seeing him in there. And uh, uh, is he Colonel Sanders now? Are you working? <laughs> ice, is he ice cream truck guy? Oh. What's going on here? <laughs> but no, he's in—he's in the old folks' home. 
Uh, but yeah, going back to uh, the interesting part about the movie where Kay is starting to think he's Decker's son or thinking he's real. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah. goes to visit the, the, the lady who creates all the memories. Um, all of a sudden, when she tells him, no, that memory that you keep having about the wooden horse and all that, no, that was implanted, and oh, he planted. flips out. Yeah, yeah. He flips out. Oh, yeah. And this was a powerful little scene here because mm-hmm. he's never up to this point That's showed right. this much emotion. emotion. Exactly, yes. <laughs> he flips out yelling that it's real. I know it's real. He, like, completely mm-hmm. flips out. Just like Rachel before, you know, she thinks it's real. Her the memory of uh, of uh, Tyrell's niece. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a really powerful scene. Even the even the the, the girl was sad. She was crying <laughs> like she was oh, the yeah, one who gave the memories. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, she yeah, felt she felt bad, you know. And right, right. and uh, but yeah, it was interesting. The whole wooden horse memory, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you know, making the movie intriguing. You know, let, let's figure out the mystery we got going here. But here's another great shot of the cinematography. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Well, I'm I'm sure the background is more green screen, but yeah, I mean, still, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Look at that, yeah, man. It's exactly. insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Is that yeah. shot in the book? Yeah, the, the the shot. I think so. But 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 I'm really impressed with this shot. To me, this is like the ultimate money shot. This <laughs> oh, right, right in the middle when he's walking. Yeah, when he yeah. went to Las Vegas. I mean, oh that, yeah, that was just awesome shot. Yeah, and again, that was amazing. You know, Andre Tarkovsky comes into mind. In, in, you know, Tarkovsky has seen you know, shots like that. So right, but, right. Yeah, I think um, you know I know we're going to talk about nitpicks, but I think one thing that kind of differentiate this film from the first film was. In the first film, there are many mysteries that were never solved. You know, mm. the replicant, like, is that a replicant? Did, right. Uh, did Rachel have, really have four years' lifespan? We really didn't find out. Right. Here, yeah, here the thing is, mysteries that were raised in this film were explained or uh, reviewed. And I think in some way that kind of hurt the film just a little. Because hurt this film or the original? Hurt this film. Hurt this film. Oh, just a little. Just oh, a little. really? Because okay. I think it just took away some of the mystery, and and and. But then, of course, it has his um, it has his worthy moment, like when you find out eventually that K is not a not you know not a human. Of course, right. That that is sad, right? That's a pretty devastating. Yeah. But you know, some of the other stuff, I think. I mean, I guess my point is saying that I was just hoping that not all the mysteries that were raised in this film was resolved. That's all. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I see. Keep the ambiguity a little bit, you know. Yeah, answer a few questions, but not everything. Exactly. Leave something to the imagination. Okay, exactly. I get you. I, get, I get, Yeah, I understand it. Uh, <laughs> Robin Wright's character was kind of cracking me up, man, in this movie. Like, she, mm-hmm. it kind of sucked when she ended up dying. But yeah. it was kind of like, she was a trip, man. She was just like, you know, hey, you're walking around here. With, she was telling Kay, you're walking around here with no soul. What do you care? You know, you're, you're doing just fine without a soul, Kay. Right. <laughs> I was like, man, that was kind of fucked up telling right. that. Uh, that was kind of fucked up. Right, and, and, and I think ultimately she really doesn't care about the replicants, if you ask me. No. I mean, it, yeah, to her, replicants are tools. They are they're yeah. expendables, you know. Um, you know, they do the bidding of humanity mm-hmm. in, in many ways, right? You know, And she was replic- freaking out. That's why she sent him yeah. on that mission. She's like, exactly. we can't, this, we cannot have like, this getting out that replicants exactly. can breed. Produce, Pro- yeah, we cannot do this. Right, if replicants were to rise up, Right. Use, there's no way to contain them. So yeah. yeah. So, so to you know, again, I think 
it, it, she reminded me a lot of like a slave master you know, to her. Yeah, she was a trip. Right? She's really, really like, and I think Robin did a you know, wonderful job. Oh, yeah. Getting that coldness across. You know, mm -hmm. you know in a way, kind of like, like in the scenes with Kay, it's kind of like, does she really care about him or not? You know, like, like right. she tends to sh sometimes show some kind of like concern for his well being. In the end, no, I don't think so. I, I right. think she is just, you know, she's just. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then, and then we had that one scene where she was sitting on the couch drinking booze, mm -hmm. and then she's all like, you know, in front of Kay, and then she's all like, "Hey, if I finish this bottle all the way, what do you think happens after that?" <laughs> I was like, "Um, uh, <laughs> what? What was that? Like that just came out of nowhere." Right. I guess she wanted some burn it. I was like, "Wow, that was unexpected." <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she got um, she got fucked up by uh, uh, a lot replicant bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think? What did you think of this actress and this character? I like it. I I think in many ways she's in a many ways she's also a victim. I think mm -hmm. he um, I think she's jealous of the yeah. pursuit for humanity. Yeah, and 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 I think she she knew her. You know, I'm pretty sure she knew she's a replicant herself. And to see Kay trying to be human or trying to find out whether he's human, I think it kind of uh, make her jealous. Yeah, you know, make her feel envy, and uh, you know she's kind of misguided, you know, in in, in her own misguided way, you know. Um, yeah, when they fight later, and she knocks up, she she thinks she defeats him. She walks away. She's like, "I'm the best." She exactly. says, "I'm the best." I'm the best. Exactly. I was like, "Whoa, that yeah. came out of nowhere." Right, right. It's almost like, "Yeah, I'm the best." I mean, she of course she's implying I'm the best replicant. Right. Uh, yeah. Right? I'm, I'm not just the best in what I do, but right. I'm the best replicant because I can mm -hmm. do it all. You know. So, but, man, yeah. but I think she's also a victim. Yeah, but this scene, man, that's just beautiful. Yeah, and it's I think, like, you know, it's just dreamlike, man. It's just dreamlike, and and also, you know, in a way, it foreshadows what happened last year—the wildfire. <laughs> Remember last year when we had that wildfire, the whole sky was like orange for like a yeah. I don't know about LA, but like here in the Bay Area, we have like orange skies for like almost two days. But one day was especially. It's like the moment I went outside, I took pictures of it too. The yeah. moment I went outside and I saw the sky, it's like, oh my god, that's Blade Runner twenty forty nine. It's Blade Runner. <laughs> well, another thing that was reminding me of 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 what's going on now is everybody walking around with a with a, with a goddamn mask. Like everybody wearing a mask in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was like, yeah. this is this is this is years before. Who knew? But, but I mean, like that scene that you just showed before. I just like how he. You know, there's two things I admire about this particular scene. One is the fact that he has the nerve not to have Harrison Ford show up until almost the second hour, like like all oh, second half of the film. Yeah. You know, like, like I mean, I think at that point, that's almost like the ninety minute or a hundred minute point of the film. So only by almost a two-hour mark do you see Harrison Ford showing up. I mean that's right. that's that's ballsy, you know. Because yeah, of, I'm I'm you know? that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, that's yeah. a good thing. I'm not saying it's bad at all. No, I think that's right. great. I think that's great because it serves the story, and the story right. requires that he shows up at a particular point in the film. The second thing I like is just how he was able to converge all these different elements, like like that building as he walked towards the building. Those characters are Korean. So it makes you think, why would they have Korean characters hmm. on this casino uh, building in Vegas? Why is that? You know, hmm. so, yeah. 
Interesting. If you go back, see, I see the projects. It's two giant Korean characters. Yeah, this one right there. See, that those are Korean characters. Oh wow, so I didn't even like know that. North Korea. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah. But, but Interesting. It just, think. it just makes you think, right? Because in the first film, obviously, there were Japanese influences. Now, right. you know, he's adding other stuff. He's adding really other cultures now. Yeah. Uh, in, in the earlier scene, as he walked in the street, you can see like Hindi, uh, you know, like a- other Asian cultures. Right. Meshing right. Into, uh, some Middle Eastern culture meshing into the cityscape. So uh, I just find that pretty fascinating. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was Korean. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, when he goes inside, then he he meets Decker, the man, the legend himself. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, ha- we have our trailer shot starring Harrison Sorry. Ford as... <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford stars as Decker. Decker. Yeah, Got to get our shot here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very well done. Very well done. So, in a way, you know... Fuck you doing again. in my house. Uh, and I like the fact... That, now, that's one mystery that I, I kind of admire. The film still really didn't tell you exactly whether Decker was a replicant or not. Right. You know, it never blurred out, oh, you know, you're Decker, uh, you're, you're, you're a replicant. Although, there were hints. There were hints because... When you're talking about went, in this movie. In this movie, of course. Okay, okay. In this movie. Remember when he went to see um, Wallace? I think Wallace says something about... Um, uh, there was a line that he said. I'm trying to remember, um, like you, you like like you or something else, or, or what have you, uh, Mr. Deckard. You know, like like to imply that uh, he may be a, a replicant because he he's implying that uh, you know what we've created, you know that the right. fact that we created something like you, so that's you know pretty amazing. Yeah, I gotta go back and you know watch that. Scene. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go yeah, back. But I think he mentioned that. I'm trying to remember oh. that line. But I, I well, there is that one. There is that one line. But when they have that conversation, which we're almost there, we're getting there. Uh, but you know, we have the little confrontation between Decker and Kay, and uh, <laughs> kind of a hilarious fight. <laughs> and there was it the casino room or whatever. And yeah, 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 Elvis yeah. hologram was going yeah. on, and he's like, "Wait a minute, yeah. I like that song." And it's just like, yeah, you know yeah, what? yeah. Can we stop punching each other and go go to the bar? Yeah, that was you know good. to give. I have to give Harrison Ford props uh, in this movie. It seemed like he actually made an effort. Oh, yeah. Like, it seemed like he really was, you know, being a legend, you know, like mm-hmm. really acting very well. And Rise of Skywalker, it was fun seeing him come back as Han Solo, but you could mm-hmm. tell he was just there just to goof around and just, I'm just here for fun. Yeah, pay, I'm there for paycheck. Yeah. I want to get killed off, <laughs> and then I'm done with this shit, right? But in this, you could tell he's really, really, like, making an effort. Like, I love the bar scene, man. Oh, when yeah. they start finally great. talking to each other, you know. Mm-hmm. this His acting was really good. Really I mean, good. I mean, look, I mean, look at how world-weary he was, you know. I mean, after what he's gone yeah. through, his wife has died. Oh, yeah. Kids, yeah, one of the kids has died, you know, and, and he has to hide, you know, he... He has to hire his daughter uh, from being chased down by Wallace, and you know, yeah, he had, yet yeah, and he's never met her. He, you know, he yeah. never met the child. So, yeah, I think Ford played it beautifully. Um, yeah, and of course, by now, you know, he he's, he's appreciated <laughs> the first right. film more, you know, than when he made that film. So, I know. Uh, I remember those videos you sent me of uh, him. Yeah. Was it David Letterman? David Letterman he, show. Yeah, he was just like, like, like he was like, yeah, he was just like, like yeah, whatever. 
you know, I, I was told to promote this film, so yeah. yeah, here I am. Right? Yeah, that's about yeah. it, really. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, we get some solid action here. Of oh, course, yeah. when they finally find out. How, now, now in, your, in your opinion, how did they find, again, how did they find Kay? I think Love was really... The computer, only, right? After computer, she killed yeah. Robin uh, Wright's well, she killed character. Robin, right, she killed Robin uh, Wright's uh, Joshi, and then from the computer, she right. realized where he went. That's right. Okay. But yeah, some solid action here. Uh, You know, Kay doing his thing, taking dudes out, especially right here. Boom, boom, boom. You guys are done. Great shot. Look at that Mm -hmm. shot. Look at that. That's great, man. That's really good. In a way, the fact that the trailer kind of like show show the action side, I think I hurt the marketing. I mean, I hurt the reception too because that's how how marketing is, right? You know, like, oh, we got to make sure that, you know, the, the bums in the theater. So let's let's just show the action part, so that people think this is an action film. This yeah, at yeah. all. I mean, it's just like the first film is not an action film. No, no, yeah. no, no. So I'm, I'm, I understand why some people would have been disappointed by the film. Oh, I, I was reading, I was scrolling up all the IMDb comments, man. It's pretty, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> but you know, to each his own. That's fine. Uh, right. But. Um, Back to uh, <laughs> Space Jesus, we have the scene where it's him and and, and Decker. Mm. Really good acting from from De- from Harrison Ford in that scene, especially when they play the audio of the interview from the first movie of him talking to Rachel. You know his face, like really good acting here, man. Hell yeah! But did you trip out when Wallace brought out a brand new replicant of Rachel? Did you trip out in the theater? Were you going, whoa, what's going on? Or were you like, that looks really bad? I thought it looks not, it was, it could have been better. You, okay. You, you, mean, you mean like really, uh, if you, you talk about the, the special effects? Yeah. I think it could have been better done. I've uh, seen worse though. Yeah, I've seen worse. So also. Like Jeff um, Bridges from Tron Legacy was bad. Right, right. <laughs> but, then, but then Legacy was like, what, at least more, eight years more. Than That's so. true. I mean, yeah. So. I mean, I think they did the best they could here. Yeah, you know, as we've seen worse. Yeah, we've seen yeah. worse. I agree, and I remember that line now. Okay. I remember that line when okay. Paula said, "You are a wonder to me, Mister Decker." Ah. So and then, so to me, um, whatever CGI shortcoming in that racial scene are really secondary to read the point of that of, the, of that scene because there's several revelations in that scene. The first one was, from what Wallace told Decker, it's almost as if Decker was designed to fall in love with Rachel. There's that's what I was that's the what I was going to bring up. I have to hear your theory on that because when he said that, I was like, oh, maybe you guys were meant to meet. You ever think about that? You were programmed to meet and and do the deed. Mm-hmm. I was that blew my mind. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, oh, so what do you think? Bad. Do you think that's a possibility? I think no, I think definitely. And then of course he he um he's kind of like giving him this Faustian bargain. Like if you tell me how did he how did she how was she able to reproduce and all that stuff, I'll give you this ratio. You you can have your ratio back. Right. You know? In exchange, you tell me everything that I want and all this all you know, what happened between you and her, all yeah. that jazz, you know. Mm-hmm. But of course he, he refused because to him to him there could only be just one ratio. Right, right. right. So another yeah. way, another way we can forgive the, the the CGI is, you know, he just called it out too. He's like, her eyes are. We say her eyes are green yeah. or something. Right, 
right. Again, you, you yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. But you know, in the theater, when I watched that scene in the theater, you can yeah. you can feel how sad like the audience is really reacting to that scene because yeah, because like again, because Harrison Ford was so goddamn great in that. Scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, just just the sadness, he his his, his grief. You know, yeah. it's just perfectly yeah. portrayed. Yeah, like and then love just shoots her in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you said, like <laughs> we're done with that one. Right. Like you said, her eyes are green. You know, like when he said that line, it's like, oh man. That yeah, man. that was good. That was that good. That was good. Uh, but yeah, back to our boy. So uh, with K here. So what did you think about the the other the the replicants that wanted him to kill Decker? What do you think about that group? And it seems like the movie forgot about that group. Like they showed up. Oh, the the freedom movement, folks. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like the movie, the, like they showed up and then they were like, "We I want a revolution." Main, I think they were there mainly to just, just tell Kay, "Okay, you know, you're not you're not the boy." <laughs> you know, okay, that was the okay. main purpose, you know, right? Let's right. let him know. Oh, the the person, you know, the one that we saved was actually the girl. Okay. The boy yeah. actually died. That the bones of the boy's bones. Right, right. And she, yeah. she's like, "Oh, you thought you were the boy? I know. <laughs> or you were the son? Yeah. That's kind of messed up." I'm like that. That is kind of messed up. Again, like I said, it's Pinocchio. <laughs> it's really a Pinocchio story, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he so much wants to be a uh, human. Yeah. And to find out that he really isn't. So. So but yeah, I mean that scene. And she says uh, the line. You know, fight for something. What would she say? It was like fight for something, a worthy cause. Yeah, fight for a worthy if, cause. Right. If you're going to go out, make sure you fight for a worthy cause or something right, like and, that. So I guess that's also the scene. Also, is kind of like a motivation for him to rescue Decker. Right. So I mean, it served that purpose. But I agree. I think the the movement folks were it could have been maybe more portrayed a bit more. But right. I, I think is it served the purpose of the film. I think. Okay. That. Um, yeah. Now, what did you think of this scene? Oh, that is such a sad scene. Right? It's yeah, like, it's like, you know, it seemed like, uh, you know, it was Joy, right? Yeah, it was Joy. Joy, yeah. it seemed like she did actually did love him, even mm -hmm. though she wasn't real. Right. And then, apparently, she's everywhere. Right. You know, part of the advertisement, part of that technology. Right, Joy. right, right. And, yeah, I mean, to her, I mean, him, this, this is just so sad for him to realize that, yeah, maybe I have a joy who once loved me, but in the end, again, they're just a tool. They're just a toy for right. You know, they're just right. a toy of desire. You know, right. And and of course that make, just makes him miss the joy that he had even mm -hmm. more. Right. Yeah. Especially in yeah. the end when when you know he could hear Joy said, "I you know I love." Like, right. Of course, he chooses to say, "I love you," but then right. Do you think? Like, do you think he was also sad because he was just kind of like. He said, but then what, was it knew. real? Was it real? You right, know right, exactly. Like, like, right, like, no, no, that's a good point. You know, to him, it's like, is this really real? I like, is love just a fake one? You know, like, like, right. is her love for me just an artificial one? Was she just designed to love me again? Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, again, this is a further expansion of, of you know, could an operation system mm -hmm. grow a soul? Right. And become flesh. Right. Mm -hmm. But that Menage a Trois scene kind of hinted that. That's what they desire. They want not to grow, not only to grow a soul. They eventually right. want to become human. They want to become flesh, especially right. in the case of his joy, right? So, right, right. And yeah. of course, he hears again the motivational words uh, of the character earlier. You know, like mm -hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna die, if you're gonna go out, 
fight for something of a fight for a worthy cause kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And right. then instead of like you said, instead of going out to kill Decker, he goes to rescue him. Right. And uh, make your life worth it. You know, make makes your purpose. Yeah, makes your you know your purpose. Yeah, like like makes your life a worthy cause, like they said. Yeah. Yeah, you know, worthy purpose. And to him, you know, now the worthy, the purpose is to save, not to kill, not to end the life. Right. 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 So and he, uh, he really shoots down the. People. Right. Sorry. He really saved two people. He saved both Deckard and his daughter. That's right. Yeah. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, shoots down the vehicle he was in, and then we have our final confrontation uh, at the end of the movie: him versus uh, Love here, who's going <laughs> who going gangster style uh, for yeah. some reason in this GIF here, mm-hmm. and then of course you know. He kind of takes her out. They kind of take each other out, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leads Decker to his daughter. Now, in your opinion... I know uh, you're going to ask first, me that. Go okay, ahead. Here we go. First, Decker does show up right. and, and does meet his daughter. He, yes. And then the movie... I, I'm glad how the movie just faded out here, mm-hmm. and it didn't make him like, oh, they're embracing or anything. That would have been too sweet. I like how he's just now seeing her for the first time, and she's meeting right. him, and then to black, right? Yeah, and then, and also she's seeing his dad for the first time. Right. Time right. Remember at that scene though, she has yet to know who this who this guy is. Right. 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 He has no idea who this guy is. Of course, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to find out. But, but right. yeah, no, I think this, the, the 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 film ended. Yeah, that's the way it should end, right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, theory time, theory time. I know you're gonna ask me is that. Is Kay dead? I know you're gonna ask me that, and I have just <laughs> the answer for you. Remember, remember, as he slowly crawl up to that steps, and then lies down. Okay. What music were you hearing in the background? Was that the same music when Rudger's characters died? Died exactly. when Batty died? The tears of rain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's a so he's dead. Scene. Yeah, he's I mean, okay. We need a implies that his time is up. Got you, got you. Okay, yeah. I thought it sounded familiar. Mm-hmm. All right, there yeah. you go. And, you know, question theory has been solved. There you go. It has been answered. Uh, but yeah, man, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I looked up to see if it bombed. Um, it, it, it didn't. In a way, it did. Like the worldwide gross, I think saved it. But it's probably one of those where I think maybe it's looked at as a bomb because they wanted they projected more, right? They wanted to make more. I think it made okay. a total of two hundred ninety-six million dollars worldwide, uh, but right. the, the, the budget was like one hundred sixty or So, so since this is considered a bomb to them, I'm surprised they're having Denny do Dune. I'm actually surprised they're having they're because usually Hollywood doesn't really work like that. They're like, oh. We gave you all this money, and you buy this movie bombed. Uh, you know, I'm surprised they're giving him a trilogy. I'm surprised that's happening. Uh, it really. I, no, I'm not 100 percent sure whether it was Warner that wanted to make Doom or it was Denise that wanted to make Doom. I think. Oh. I, I don't know. I, I I even done thorough research on that because I, I I knew that he has always wanted to do Doom. Right. Uh, I'm one, yeah. So maybe he brought the project to Warner Brother, then they said, "Okay, you, you know, we'll let you do it." So that's possible. Okay. But I think, yeah, I think Warner's thought was to to do something as epic as Doom. Who right. else can do it? You think about it. I mean, who? What other director do you have in mind right now? Brett Ratner. No, I'm kidding. I can't I'm kidding. Anybody? <laughs> what? Yeah, I said. I said Brett Ratner. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> but uh, no, you're I mean, right. It's a good point. Like, like, you're right. I mean, he has his past history, right? Right. You have Arrival. You have history. Mm-hmm. So he has this sci-fi track history. Is uh, Enemy is Enemy considered sci-fi in a way or no? That's more thriller? Or is that... It's more thriller. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. But but yeah, I mean, like he has his sci-fi track record. Although That's true. Not, uh, we we're not, not look, don't, you know, we shouldn't. I mean, there's not look at the box office. Just the fact that he was able to make these thoughtful sci-fi films. Right. This one with the the, the you know super visuals. He's really I I, I don't want to say the best man for the job. He's probably like the only man. For, for probably. The job right, now. right. Yeah, I don't I don't as 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 amazing as Steven Spielberg is. Steven Spielberg doing Dune probably be weird. Yeah. It'd be too whimsical. <laughs> with, that said, though, with that said, though, I am a big fan of David Lynch. Film. I really like that film. And You know, and, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. And I think you should not see it. And I'll tell you okay. why. Because if you have seen David Lynch Doom, you're bound to be disappointed in his new version because you already knew how the story is going to end. Oh, okay. So right? wait wait till after the, yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, no, wait afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then the problem again, though, is he's only made part one. <laughs> right? Oh, the niece has only made part one. Right. So, he, you know, the part two is banking on this film being successful. And the fact that it's going to be on HBO Max on the same day, I don't think it's going to be successful. And what pissed me off the most is this film is going to be released overseas this Thursday. Five weeks before Wow. Coming out of Hong Kong Thursday. This Thursday, two days from, or well, one day. Yeah. Because they're 15 hours ahead. So right. my friends are about tickets to see it tomorrow. It's like, what? <laughs> wow! Yeah, so imagine this. You know, this five weeks, which yeah. can of course lead to pirates, a uh, bootlegs version floating. Oh around the shit! So that's, that's right. Hurt it. And then of course the fact that it's going to come out day and day on HBO Max is going to hurt it, right? I mean, yeah. So, so I don't know. I hope he gets to make part two, which means if you really don't want to know what happened to the story, <laughs> you got to hold on watching the David Lynch version until part two comes out. <laughs> okay. All right. Like what, said, well, what's your thoughts on, since we're talking we're talking HBO Max, what's your thoughts on Matrix coming out? Because that's both. I, oh, I can't wait to see it. I, no, I mean, what do you, what do you think? I think, I think that's coming out. I think the fact yeah. that it's going to be on HBO Max is going to hurt. I think Warner should really have been flexible. Yeah. Not outright said, okay, all of our twenty twenty one releases is gonna be on HBO Max. Now, you know, granted, Godzilla vs. Kong was a success. Yeah. Even though it came out on HBO Max. And I think it's because at that time, remember, that was the that was at the time when the COVID thing actually th- started dying down. When theaters started reopening. And right. so you have this crowd who's dying to go back to theaters. I think and Mortal Kombat did good too. Yeah, Mortal Kombat did Good too, so that was yeah. back in March and April. Right. So that right. was when COVID finally started dying. Now, so there was this glimmer of hope. Remember with the yeah. vaccine. Everyone's and, excited to watch movies right, again. Right. And right. Then, you know what? We're reopening. Yay! You know, we're, we're right. going to keep it clean and shit. You can wipe your seats. You know. So, yeah. so there were this crowd who are diehard movie lovers that can't wait to go back to see it. You know, back then, like in last July, when when they kind of reopened with Tenant. There's still a lot of skeptics, right? Because at that time, there's no vaccines. So right. Tenet really kind of didn't do too well. But by the time Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat came around, right. you know, there was this joy. You know, there was all, of course, it was all before the Delta yeah. and shit. So people were feeling confident and, and, and op, you know, optimistic. So yeah. that's why you started having people going back to the movie theaters again. You know, F9 did well. Black Widow did okay, yeah. did well. Right. Not, not, not as good as it should be. But but then you know that, those are the time when people still 
willing to go back to the Furious, right? But right. I think Matrix, I don't know. I think Warner should really have say, you know what? We're going to push back on the HBO Max by even like three weeks or two weeks. Yeah. Let it play in Christmas exclusively, bro. You know? Yeah. Let it play two weeks in theater. Okay, you know, we're going to change this. It will still be on HBO Max. It'll come out January 1st. Yeah. Or January 2nd, after the new year. But for the first two weeks, theater exclusive. You got to go see it in theater. Right. What's they should. They should do that. that. You know? Right. But I think they already made all these deals, settlements, deals with the artists. I, think it's- I mean, there's there's advertisements. You've seen the advertisements, the red pill and the blue pill. Mm-hmm. They're like there's there's paid advertisements from them showing the red and blue pill, and it says HBO Max or theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? You, it's like I know. It's well, you're like not. I, yeah. You're not I mean, fighting it at all. He's like yeah. accepting it. You know. I mean, that's so. like the. I I think this is really the biggest film of this year. You know, you have all these. You have some. You know, Warner has some of their shares of good film this year, right? You have the Godzilla, yeah. you have Mortal Kombat, and then you have um, what, about, what else is good? What else is big? Um, well, Dune's coming out. Isn't Dune, it? right? And Dune, right, but right, right. Me, nothing is as big as the Matrix. You know, it's although, a big comeback. It's a big yeah. comeback movie. Yeah. yeah, and although it still surprises me that lots of uh, people in their twenties, like late teens or twenties, have never seen the Matrix. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, people tend to forget the first film came out 23 years ago. 1999. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I'll never forget it, premiere. man. I went to the world premiere. Oh, okay. nice. I saw Keanu Reeves. I saw Kerry and Moss. I oh. saw the Wachowski brothers. And I even asked them a question about why they have a Hong Kong guy as the action director. I said, you know, why, 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 um, why you were paying? Why not change your tone? Right. <laughs> And right, they right. actually replied, they said, because we love Hong Kong action and Iron Monkey, which Yuen Wolping directed and action choreographed, they said, Iron Monkey is our favorite fucking Hong Kong movie. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Why, that's what they said. That's yeah. why we have to have Yuen Wolping. Yeah. Well, you know, another reason why they loved Iron Monkey, because Lou Dom Phillips was in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Check out that video, Lou Dom Phillips, oh, Donnie Yen, on the channel. You'll, you will laugh hysterically. Funny yeah, movie but, theater. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, like I said, going back to the K, at the fate of K, the closing scenes. I mean, yeah, very well some done. Some people say, yeah, you know, it's open to interpretation. To me, it's not. To me, when you hear that music, when you hear that music, you know, the tears and rain. That's right. the end right there. That's the clue right there. He's he's he's. Dying. So, what did you speaking of music? What did you think of the soundtrack? It has his moments. Hans Zimmer has his moments. I think right. it was actually more than Hans Zimmer. It was it was, it was another. And, it was him and another guy. And uh, one other yeah. dude. Um, I'm trying to remember the name, but but it was two people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it has its moment. I like the themes from the themes, and I like yeah. the music when um, when with the uh, when the music used in the scenes of joy. I think those are good. It fits uh, the movie, I guess. It fits the movie exactly. It fits the yeah. movie, but but I think at times it was just too thumping for me. It was just a lot of boom boom boom. <laughs> You know, you're expecting fine, Batman to show up or something. I know it's just a bit, <laughs> the, the bass is just a bit too much for me so the original no, soundtrack is, is still the best yeah original soundtrack is still the best like you said, like you said this, this soundtrack fits the, fits, the, fits the movie right um, but yeah uh, it's not as good oh Benjamin Walfish is the okay yeah. so Benjamin Walfish okay. and Hans Zimmer did the score right um, you know it's a lot of you know, there's some nice synth jazz and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah, but I think the bass, yeah, there's just a little bit too much bass at, at, at times. It's like the original soundtrack from the first movie, just a little bit more atmospheric. 
Right. You, like feel, like you're, you feel like right you're flying, here. you know, like right. you're there. Right. You, know? you have moments where there's the music, where you can say the music is just nothing but boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. If it's the movie, if it's. All right. So let's, before we give our verdict, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what we're going to say, but let's get into the nitpicks, man. The nitpicks. All right. I'm going to go foist. I'm going to go foist. So, remember, it's my first time watching it. Now, the first time I watched Blade Runner, the final cut, which was a long time ago, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was slow burn, but I still, I still liked it. It wasn't until like five or six years later when I rewatched it for our episode, it went by faster for me. I enjoyed the movie more. I liked it a lot more watching it again. To where I can have it on in the background, <laughs> like I can have, you know, like I listen to the I listen to audio commentary right after I watch the movie. I enjoyed it more um, the second time watching it. It felt faster. This is my first viewing of this, so even though I am completely used to slow burns, okay, I watch. I I enjoy The Witch. I enjoy Nicolas Cage's Pig. I'm all about slow burn. Okay, right? I'm used to it. I don't know, at some point, maybe you called it out earlier, maybe in the middle of the movie, it was dragging <laughs> for me. It was kind of dragging a little bit. Do you know the time difference between this and the final cut? Well, you mean how long it is? Yeah. Is this it the same? Was, this film, no, this film is much longer. Okay. okay. It's two hours and 43 minutes, 163 <sighs> minutes. Yeah. This film is at least half an hour longer than Blade Runner Final Cut. At yeah. least. Okay. Okay, me, that's, part, that's me, where it is. That, yeah. To me, for some reason, the part that the drag for me yeah. was the scene between Wallace and Decker. I think that oh. scene kind of just dragged on a little bit too long. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, I think it's, maybe it's just because of how Jared, you know, Jared Leto plays Wallace. Right. I mean, just the style of acting that somehow, to me, is kind of like, you know, <laughs> It's a kind of drag out, just a little. Okay. Um, but like to me, would that you whole, yeah. would you have preferred David Bowie? Because I heard the original casting choice was supposed to be David Bowie, but he passed away. Bowie, that would have been interesting. No, Bowie would have been perfect. Yeah. Bowie would have been magnetic. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been interesting. But I think I think yeah no it makes sense that he would want Bowie because I think uh, Bowie's son Duncan Jones and Denise are like good friends. Oh okay. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. Duncan Jones, of course, is you know a good director in his own right. He's right, good moon. right. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a great director. Moon is, like, moon is like great. Moon, uh, I like Moon. Moon is a fantastic film. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I understand why he would want David David Bowie to yeah. be in the film. Yeah, <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was better than my bootleg British. Um, <laughs> you don't want to hear mine. It's pretty pretty terrible. Uh, but yeah, it did. It, 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 uh, well, there it is. It's thirty something minutes longer than the original. There it is. Okay. So that's that's why I kind of dragged at some points for me. Another thing yeah, that was yeah. another thing that was a little bit of a nitpick was the Blade Runner series. They're not an action series; they're film noir in the future mystery series. Right. But I think the first movie was the first of its kind. I think in this one, I think they could have chopped a little bit less of you know taking out some of the dragon moments and maybe just put a. In comparison, this movie has more action than the original. Oh yeah, <laughs> it does. Oh, yeah, it does. But I would after watching those prologues, 
the prologues, the separate stories, had more action in the prologues than this movie. I think we could have added just a little bit more action, I think. And, but this, again, this doesn't ruin the, my movie-enjoying experience. I'm being nitpicky. That's what they call it, nitpicks. You know what I mean? Just a little, I think a little bit. Like, the whole finale, I think that last end fight confrontation could have been a little bit more exciting. No, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. I think there could have been a little bit more dialogue in that last fight. Right. Especially right. between Love and Decker. Uh, you know, yeah, I wish there was some kind of exchange where, you know, it, it, like like I wish there was some kind of like a Batman Joker exchange, yes, in Tim Burton's Jack uh, Batman, where right. you know, like you know, I create, you know, you idiot, you create, you know, you make me remember that sort of dialogue. I think that would have been. Right. You, know, you have this old replicant and a new, you know, I mean, they're both assassins. Think about it; they're both assassins, yeah. and their job is to kill others. And so here. You have this old and old generation and new generation assassins together in this enclosed yeah. space. I just wish there was some kind of a dialogue exchange, like, or maybe like a Decker trying to persuade her to, you know, you you just a slave to Wallace, you know, you know what you're doing. I mean, that kind of thing, you know, like trying something. to yeah, trying to wake her up, so to speak, you know, but right. nothing like that. You know. Yeah, it was. He was just kind of just chilling. Last nitpick, and then I'll give it to you. Last nitpick. Wallace just disappeared mm-hmm. from the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't die, or he didn't get away, or we didn't see what his next plan was going to be. Like, he was still going to go after Decker and his daughter. He just disappeared right after the scene mm-hmm. between him and Decker, which was I liked the scene because right. Harrison Ford's acting is really good, even though it did drag. Yeah. Um, but um, it was like, what happened? Like, <laughs> I mean, that felt like we're going to get a third movie. So it'll all have it'll all be answered in the third film. That's what it kind of felt like. What do you what do you, um, what are your nitpicks? Okay, so I have basically three nitpicks, and and I, okay. I think I already mentioned two of them. Well, one of okay. them definitely okay. is the, the you know <clears throat> I felt that the film kind of drags uh, in that scene between um, Wallace and Deckard. To me, this film, well, like I, it had my attention all the way from the start right until Deckard got kidnapped and brought to. Uh, Wallace place. Oh, everything came before was perfect. Right, perfect. Right, perfect detective story. Perfect mm-hmm. mystery. Uh, perfect exploration. You know, exploration of the themes. You know, yeah, just perfect. Just the pacing, everything. But once, yeah, for some reason, once they got to see Wallace there, to me that scene just somehow didn't work as well as it should be. Right, I knew what they're trying to say. Again, like I said, I knew that he's trying to kind of um, force Decker to. You know, uh, review the sequence behind Rachel's reproduction. Yeah. And then, you know, and then he's trying to entice him with the this new Rachel. I just felt that that scene could have done better. And I, I but I can't explain how. How to right. I'm not the director. Maybe um, turn the lights on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what was yeah. your other ones? Well, the second Nick pick was, um, um, Oh shoot! I'm trying to remember what I just want to say. The second Nick pick was um, some of the, like I said, mentioned before. Some of the mystery got got reviewed. Yeah, um, and I wish that you know we could have kept it, you know, kept some of the mysteries. In- what, what what was one of the? Just remind me. What was one of the mysteries that you did not want to know? I think all the K's mystery I like. You know, okay. I like the fact that he he found out that he's really just a replicant. That right. I like. I like that. That's good. That's a good story arc. Right. Um, I just think that the technology stuff about how they can reproduce or, or, or how um, 
like like the interlink. I mean, just something that I felt that I could have left uh, unspoken. That's gotcha. Um, right. Uh, I mean, um, I li- you know, I like like I like the ambiguity of most of the stuff. Like like you know, like you think about you ask like, is Kate dead or not? I like that ambiguity, but to me, it's pretty clear cut. But some people might not realize that, right? Because right. there's a lot of subtle things in the film that you, you kind of have to concentrate to right. to, to find out. But um, okay. I, I wish there were more exploration of the world. Mm. Okay, initially in the police station, you know, right. uh, uh, I wish we knew more about the other people, why they hate him so much. Like you know, they call yeah. him names. They and call they him killed. Names. They killed Coco, man. I know. <laughs> Yeah. He was the best character. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Coco yeah. got fucked up. But, but it's just the fact that there's certain things that they kind of like review or explain that I thought, you know, do you really have to spend so much time explaining it? That's all. You it know? was kind of like in the original, we were introduced to these side characters, but you remember mm-hmm. them kind of thing, right? Right. You know, like this one, right. it's you don't really remember Coco yeah. <laughs> or anything, yeah. anyone else outside of K, you know, like, like the, the, the guy he ran into, uh, the K that ran into the head, kind of like the, the child labor factory mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. What happened to that guy? That guy just, yeah. that guy just right. walked out of the room and you never right. saw him again. <laughs> right. I didn't do it. And then he just left. I was like, Oh, I thought we were going to see that guy again. Oh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> which leads me to my third nitpick. I think, and that is my concern about this film's status as compared to Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner is both visually gorgeous and also the right. theme that exposed good. Here, um, I'm sure this film will, will you know, it, it definitely uh, required repeated viewing. Because yeah. some of the mysteries are too deep. And, and, and some of the mysteries really don't depend on what happened in the film. Uh, but here i think what happened was again let's go back to my second nickname which is some of the puzzles and once some of the puzzles in the film got snapped into place that's and i guess that's what i'm trying to say it's not that the mystery was solved the mystery right. is still there but um some of the play you know like the storyline i think i think this film's concerned with the narrative that everything has to tie together gotcha lack some of the creative uh, intrigue that the first film has which right. makes it somewhat somewhat more haunting. And, right. And, and, and it makes it, you ask questions. Exactly. It makes you ask questions. Yeah. This film still makes you ask questions, but a lot of the questions got answered. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. You know, like, that, gotcha. Can you imagine? That makes sense. Never, right. What if, it, what if this film never told you that K is actually a replicant? And can you just imagine that, right? What that's if K true, never huh? found out? Yeah. What if K never found out that he is a replicant and that he's not Harrison Ford's son? That would be crazy. That'd now, be crazy. now, do you have the same nitpick with me with Jared Leto? Like he just disappeared? <laughs> like, of course. Character yeah. Okay. There's no. There's no. Uh, <laughs> there's no. Uh, there's no. Yeah. It doesn't. You know. It, it kind of feel hanging in the air, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so and and my concern about this film is, twenty years or thirty years later, we might say this film was more style than substance. Mm, I could where, see that. Right, whereas Blade Runner is both style and substance, and, right. and that's my concern because I I want this film to gain the same kind of status. Is it is going to gain? And I I want this film to be as revered as much as the first film. 
right now, four it's years. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> People want me to be honest right now, man. Right. I mean, uh, I enjoyed this, but I like the first one better. Right. But I will. I enjoyed this enough to rewatch it again. Like okay. I don't mind watching it again. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I can and I can I can honestly tell you I've only rewatched this film once, okay. and I and I liked it. I really liked right. it. And I, and I like I said again, I thought the whole, the entire film from the beginning up to, he got in he got kidnapped by, Wallace. I think is as good as the Blade Runner, really as good as Blade Runner. But I think from that point on, something happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, Did you happened. were you a little disappointed that as soon as Decker got captured, he didn't do any he didn't do anything action wise after. Like that was it. That was a wrap. He I mean, he punched a few replicants, but then he once he got captured, he didn't do anything else. I think fans or maybe some people wanted to see him use that gun and maybe take out then, Leto or then, or. Well, that well, if you expect the film to be an action film, yes. To me, to right. me, right. story-wise, it's kind of logical that you know he, he he's devastated by the time he's at Wallace. Yeah, he, he's emotionally shattered because mm -hmm. remember again, like I said, he lost his wife, lost his kid, and yeah. then all these years later, all of a sudden, this guy show up looking for him, and then all hell broke loose. Got right. sent back, you know, he got taken back to. It's really like the second iteration of Tyrell. You know, he's back right. to Tyrell 2.0, and then to have this 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 dilemma of whether you know giving up the secret or you know in exchange for the, the ratio. I mean, you know, the, I mean, yeah. I mean, to him, he's emotionally shattering, which is which to me is fine. But I yeah. see a point, though, especially near the end when he fought Lux. I really right. think that scene with Lux somehow could have been better. Yeah, yeah, it really could have been better. I, I think four. Was it just somehow, it just know? felt like oh, we're done. I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna drive. I'm just gonna drown her. And all right, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting like rope rip the throat out or something, or but it was just like no, I'm just gonna drown you. And again, like I said, uh, and I just I was just hoping for more dialogue. That's all. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a perfect chance for for Denise or Monsieur Villeneuve to explore <laughs> to really explore more of the themes, in, you know, between yeah. two replicants. I mean, come on, that was just a perfect opportunity to yeah you know, speak to her and somehow she, he missed, and remember and of course he you know, she, and also the fact that she cries she, you know lux and tears oh yeah remember when she is happy or whatever when she has emotions something you know or she wants right. to kill someone you know she cries why you know yeah why is that why why would right. a rapper can cry right hmm yeah more dialogue i think yeah a little, I think, more, I mean, I little bit more dialogue, a yeah. little bit more well, action. That, that character could be better, better portrayed, better, better uh, exploited. Right. I mean, but, she showed know. all kinds of emotion, especially in right. this scene right here. Right. Like, well, look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, in a way, I kind of wish that she's a little bit more sympathetic. You know, not just in a way. You know, like here uh, in the end, it's kind of like she's kind of like your stereotypical villain. And right. Movie, like when mustache twirling. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't want her to be the stereotypical villain. I want her to be kind of like Roy Batty. Roy Batty is not a villain. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Really, if you think about it, the real he's villain so great. Is, yeah, I and miss Red Grant. The real I, villain in that film is really Tyrell. Is <laughs> that another? <laughs> is that another maybe minor nitpick? Is that we didn't have a memorable antagonist in this film or the yeah, previous? Yeah, this one. In this film, yeah. 
maybe, but then again, do you really want a villain in this film? I don't know. I mean, like, like that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, true. to me, I mean, Wallace should have been the villain, and she's just care. You know, in in some way, Wallace is the villain. He is kind of yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to be the ultimate, you know, creator. He wants to, you know, exploit these replicants, and he wants to, uh, yeah, he, he, right. yeah, he just wants to be the ultimate, you know, the, he, the ultimate creator. And 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 Lux is just carrying out his deeds. So right. to me, Lux is really not a villain. You know, Lux, Lux is a tragic, tragic figure, if you ask me. Right. Yeah, but, yeah that's interesting too. Yeah, if you look at her again, that way. Yeah. Even yeah, what, is, what did Kay say earlier when he, as soon as he met her, he was like, "Oh, he named you. He must you must be his favorite or something exactly. like that." So, exactly. That was and, interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, and also there's a lot of you know uh, also um, uh, analogy to Kafka. You know, like like Kay, Kay's name maybe Kafka because in in the point I think some some point in the film somebody called him Joe. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so Kafka's, you know, Joseph Kafka. So, ah, Joe, so yeah. right, right, right. You know, this was a blast talking movies with you, as always. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: we're, I'm, I'm going. I, I already know your answer. Is this underrated? Yes, for Frank. Right. <laughs> this is underrated. I'm going to agree, even though I've seen the movie once. I'm going to agree. Uh, I found it to be very entertaining. It felt like. You literally could go from this movie, I mean, the first film, into this one. It expanded on the lore. Uh, despite its shortcomings, I feel like this movie doesn't deserve to be completely forgotten. Right. Now, I get it. I saw all those comments, man. There's a lot of people that hate this movie, and that's perfectly fine to each his own, right? But comparing this to... to, to basically, there's people out there that think that this like ruins the first one um, that this completely this is like the terminator 3 coming after terminator 2 that's what the, i've seen comments like that like people were like this is so bad <laughs> it completely ruins or this horrible no, sequel no, i'm like no okay no, just because no. you were bored <laughs> or you or you were bored and you didn't you didn't get what you wanted doesn't mean it's on Terminator Three level. No, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of them would probably would rather watch Terminator Three over this, which is fine to each his own. No, this uh, is but, awful, this is brainy, thoughtful sci-fi. Yeah, mean, you know? yeah. And and he expanded, traditional sci-fi. Right. Yeah. And to me, you know, he expanded the legacy. He, he expanded the Blade Runner legacy. You know, this yeah. movie is not rep repetitive at all. This is. This is not Blade Runner 2.0. Right. This is not, to me, this is not even a sequel. This is a continuation. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not improving it. He's not replacing it. Right. He is, the, to me, okay, both films now work together. And, yeah. And in a way, enrich each other instead of mimicking each other. Right. You know, they both ask timeless questions. Mm -hmm. And the like great films, they refuse to give you all the answers. It lets right. you debate. It, it, it you know it raises questions that allows you to debate and discuss the meaning, instead of being just like a recipient of all this mindless entertainment. You know, right? It, it, it brings issues. It expands the issue. I mean, come on, slavery, racism, what it means to be human. You know, all that stuff. And, and yeah, what it means to be human to have free thought. You know, the, all the replicants want is freedom. Yeah, he even, he even named that movement the 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 replicant freedom movement. Right, right. I mean, yeah. Right. So, so really, this is really about you know what does mean? What does it mean to be free? 
and yeah. and and all the replicants in both films, they just want to be free. You know, in in addition to want to be human, but you know, you know, one thing that human, you know, enjoy that the replicants don't is freedom. So that's what they ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, in, in ultimately, yes, of course, the desire to be human, but ultimately, what they want is freedom. And to me, both, I mean, the second film complement the first film perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, it's it's very entertaining. I I enjoyed it. I will watch it again. I actually want to watch it again. Yeah, and, and you know and, that's that's not that's a good sign that mm-hmm. I want to actually revisit it again. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah, look, it would have been just easy for him or for Denise or Warner Brothers to reboot Blade Runner, just continuing the story between Decker and Rachel. Now, as we just said, I'm not saying that the Matrix Resurrection is going to be bad because it looks based on what we've seen so far. It uh-huh. does look like there are things that hint is sort of kind of like a reboot, sort of continuing the story between Trinity and Neo. But, but I have hope that it's going to be different. Okay, I right. Hope that it's going to be vastly different. But like I said here, and the trailer just, makes right, it look like it's a mystery. Right, right, right. Exactly. Which is good for resurrection. Yeah. Like, like I said here, he could have just, you know, if he wanted, the needs of any director. Yeah. Pop popcorn movie, movie, lots of action. Yeah. He Fuck the just, message. Like, <laughs> like, 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 he could have just fulfilled some of the people's desires. Like, I want right. to know what happened to Deckard and Rachel 30 years from, from what, when they left, when they walked right. into that elevator. Well, yeah. you know, or, 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 or blasphemy, just remake the whole damn film, you know, like, oh my I don't God. Doom. Doom, really, Doom is a remake if you think about it, right? I mean, oh, well, do, well, yeah. Yeah. The new Doom is really a remake. I'm not now again. I'm not trashing Doom. I think it's great that Doom is going to be. Or is it just based off the book? Yeah, it's based off the book, right? It's based yeah, off so I think it's like, great yeah. that you know this new generation. I mean, look, I'm again. I'm surprised that so many people haven't seen or known about David Lynch version, which I think is great. I think right. it's fine because if they're going to go see this Doom, if they like it, they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to try check out David Lynch version or even read the book. That to me is fantastic. Always yeah. great to go back to see the original version. But again, like I said, um, you know, you have those uh, the, all these films that were inspired by the first Blade Runner. Matrix, of course, is inspired by Blade Runner. Yeah, Terminator. But, yeah, Terminator, of course. Yeah, and, you know, but like, but Villeneuve was able to still expand the legacy, expand the themes. You can, you can, you can tell mm-hmm. that he wanted to do the best that he could. To treat this movie with respect exactly. for the for the first one, you could exactly. tell, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Exactly. So I get it. These movies they're not for everyone, and I that's perfectly fine to each his mm-hmm. own. However, if you're fans of these movies, you know you you, you got to agree with us that this is this movie in particular is underrated. The fact that I've the world has completely forgotten that it exists. <laughs> Come on, oh, we're putting—that's how we're putting this in, ex- in perspective. <laughs> that I had the 4K for uh-huh. years, and I forgot I own this. Okay, but yeah, it was entertaining. Visuals were phenomenal. It was very well done. I want to watch it again. Oh, what do you got there? Is that yours? Yeah, oh, nice. look at that! Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you like the film, definitely consider getting this book. Is is there one for the first film uh, as well, like an art book? I'm sure there is, but like I said, um, from the last um, last time we did the Blade Runner one, yeah, remember I brought up the Ridley Scott book. 
Oh, okay. The Rainbow, the Rain Scott book. So that yeah. book has a has a you know nice images in there. Oh, okay. On the cool. Runner. But this book, man, I mean, this is just you know gorgeous yeah. stuff. You know. Yeah. It's really beautiful. You know, look at that the iconic scene here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You really, you know, if you love the film, you really should get this book. Really nice. Really yes. Nice. Forty bucks. That's not bad. I think it's around forty bucks. Might be cheaper now. You never know. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, it's always fun and a blast talking movies, whether it's sci-fi, martial arts, action, you know how we do. We always have fun talking movies together with my brother from another mother, Frank Jang, the master of remaster. Thank you, my friend, for hanging out with the Samurai Guy today. That's right, everybody watching, make sure you follow his wake, his wonderful wake. That's right, 88 Films, Eureka, Blu-ray, audio commentaries, man. That's where it's at. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Support. Support all of those projects because they're 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 kicking ass and taking aims. Eighty eight films in Eureka, man, releasing have, awesome movies for us. So I have seven audio commentaries I need to do by the end of October. Oh my god, <laughs> seven, seven. See, they know you're the man. That's why, man. No, no one's calling Samurai for audio commentary. <laughs> you, that would actually be hilarious, though. I think I don't think that'd be funny. She just cut his head off right there. Woo, that was hilarious. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Always a pleasure. To be yeah. Show, yeah. Yeah, man. Until next time, we got to do this again. More, I'm sure you have more underrated films we could talk about. Definitely. All right, guys. Thanks again for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the old samurai Prometheus. guy. <laughs> <laughs> to what? Prometheus. Prom oh, shit. Oh, no. We shall see, my friend. We shall see. We shall All see. right. Yeah, we'll just see. All right, guys. Take care, and Thanks. we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.